Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 300. Three motherfucking hundred. We've done 300 episodes of the show. 300! Now, I realize I accelerated the process by each year putting up, you know, two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. We are not going to four episodes next year, so please do not fret. Uh, three episodes is just fine, but uh, it's been it's been amazing. I, I don't even... I mean, I, it's, it's hard not to sound all schmaltzy and cheesy, but um, I just... I sincerely thank you from from the bottom of my heart, and I know Matt and Jonah feel the same way. I mean, this isn't we just we didn't we could not have done any of this without you. You know, the podcast is like is the foundation of all of the nerdist stuff, and um, and I, and I honestly feel like we didn't just make a show that you know, ah, eh, we just put out a show and whatever people listen to whatever. Like, I care about you guys, and I care about the fact that when we do live shows. We have built a fucking community of people that, like, I think the most interesting and astonishing thing to me is that people who come to our shows, who, you know, who come from the podcast, they're not just, I don't know, they're not just random people. They, it's, it's literally a group of people that we would hang out with. And I, I think, you know, as a comedian or as any kind of performer who has people that come out to see shows or, you know, like, see, see you do whatever it is that you do. I think one of the the two greatest gifts you can have are number one, working in areas that meaning are meaningful to you that you care about that you're passionate about. Number two, having an audience of people that could be your friends, you know, and and not just not just random jerks who you after the show you're like ah I don't want to go out there and meet these people. I I love I love coming out and and saying hi to people. And I know even when Chloe's with me, she's like I just I love walking up and down the line. I mean these are you know you guys are people that that are. We're all part of the same tribe, and uh, and I don't know. It, it, we've I, I feel like we've all kind of grown together, and Matt and Joan and I are in different places than we were when we started the podcast. And I feel like it's you know we've all kind of raised our game a bit, and we've all you know had some downs and ups, and you know, but certainly a lot of ups. And uh, and you guys are I feel largely responsible for that. So when I say thank you, I don't just mean thank you for listening to the podcast, but thank you for just thank you for supporting everything and for for coming along with us and 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 being our pals. And uh, I, I really hope that it's has been enjoyable for you as as it has for us. So, uh, oh, God damn it! Nah, let's have a big fucking hug. I know, I know. I know I'm I'm schmaltzy, but I uh, I'm uh, I'm just all sentimental that way. So 
which is why we felt like it, it, we had to do our 300th episode um, in the place where it all started in Tom Lennon's office in the back of his house. So he happened to be, it's another Sunday. Uh, we did, we choose the 300th episode versus the three year anniversary because I don't know, it just felt like it had, 300th episode just felt, I don't know, it just felt like we should. So uh, I, we called up Tom. He said absolutely, went over there and, uh, and did sort of a regular podcast. We talked about it a bit, but, uh, but it just, it just sort of seeing where we started and seeing where we got to now, it's, it's fucking exciting. And, uh, and I really hope you'll stick with us for another 300 episodes. So, uh, but don't try to think about that all at once. If you think about another 300 episodes, it'll melt your brain. It's too much to think about at once. But, uh, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And we will continue. If you stick with us, I, I commit to you that we will continue to try to raise our game, get good guests, good, get interesting guests. Uh, do a better job. Uh, I'll try not to say amazing all the time. I can't help it. <laughs> I just, uh, I am a fan of a lot of things and I'm in awe of a lot of things. Um, so, but we are, uh, we are in this together and we adore you and love you and thank you. Thank you so much. And, um, a couple people whose names I would like to throw out into the public consciousness because, uh, they deserve a shit ton of credit for all the shows we do. Uh, of course, Katie Levine, podcast producer extraordinaire, who I handed the production aspects of the podcast over to well, almost a year ago now, uh, and she's been incredible. She produces a lot of our podcasts, so huge, huge hugs to Katie. Uh, and also our bookers for the show, Ashley Olivia and Debbie Wonder, who uh, used to work at Conan. Um, they came on, they book all the Nerdist stuff for us, and... Um, They've been responsible for a lot of the great guests that we've uh, that we've had this year. So, I mean, I, I just uh, I we couldn't have done it without them. Our show PA Kyle Clark, who pops in from time to time. Our pal Nick, who uh, works at E, whose <laughs> radio studio we have basically uh, been squatting in for the last couple of years. Who. You know, quietly stays in the corner, and sometimes we pull him onto the episode, and he does his work. And I know we get in his way constantly, but uh, but he deserves uh, some some credit as well for for, for putting up with us. Hey, uh, Nick, we're coming in podcast today. Malcolm Dell's coming in. Okay, great. You know, like it's a, he's just he's been so cool to 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 let us share the space with him. Technically, I don't know if we're really supposed to be in that studio, but uh, no one's told us not to in the last two years, so um, I guess it's okay. And, and also, Anamanaguchi, whose song, Jetpack Blues, Sunset Hues, has sort of become synonymous with Nerdist Podcasts. And a lot of people are like, how can I get that for a ringtone? Well, you can just go on iTunes and buy uh, Anamanaguchi's album, uh, Dawn Metropolis. And the song is Jetpack Hues, Sunset Blues. So huge thanks to Anamanaguchi as well. So here it is, the Nerdist Podcast, uh, number 300, with Tom Lennon. Enjoy this burrito! What? He said it before the show. What the fuck? Things are changing, man. Now entering Nerdist.com Are you guys aware that I've never been on Reddit? Are you serious? Nope. Why? 
What is this stuff? This Reddit stuff? It's... Fuck, are we doing this thing? We do a Reddit is uh, the internet broken down for you. My favorite thing was my favorite thing was my favorite thing was walking up. My favorite thing was walking up to your house and having Ollie, your three-year-old, yeah, uh, run out of the house going nerds, nerds, nerds. <laughs> In fairness, I think his mother taught him that because the Apple TV was crashing. She thought some nerd here would know how to. Ah, she's got an Apple TV. Love it. That's great. It's great. great. It's great. Not a commercial. One of the best things ever. Yeah. Streaming to your from your iPad or your phone to your television. Yeah, I just listen. Listen, listen, tons of music. Also, you can you can mirror your iPad onto your TV. Yeah, your phone you too. Fucking, I, I watched an entire documentary on YouTube using the Apple TV. It was great. I'm gonna actually put this because it's just gonna be high enough. I'm gonna put the recording device inside on, on Tom Lennon's um, perfect uh, cantina, cantina set. Very good. I think it's gonna crush it. I think it might crush it a little bit. That's no, right. No, it's plastic. If it goes down for something, it should be 300. The 300th episode. If it goes down for something, everyone should go down for something. You can't put it there. That's where Greedo shot, huh? I know. Uh, or actually, did he? Actually, actually uh, oh, I believe it's the other way around. <laughs> um, this is very exciting because this is our 300th episode. I didn't really. This really? isn't. This is really like a. You know, it's too bad we. Didn't, Technically, we should be trapped in a broom closet and do a flashback episode. A bottle episode. You know that. You know there's a name for that. What? Bottle episode. Because yeah. it's all you know that. St- I didn't know stuff that. that's already in the bottle. And then I guess that's why. Back. And basically, you're shooting a wraparound for exactly. the Exactly. Old timey Hollywood producers say bottle episode. Yeah, it's like yeah. when one of the Golden Girls gets sick and they talk about how great their cheesecake yeah. is. Yeah. They're what? They, they the what? Cheesecake. Yeah, they always have cheesecake. The cheesecake. Is that what they do on Golden Girls? There was a there was a community episode where they actually just say, "All right, it's a bottle episode." Oh, good. Okay, so that's what that's that's not what this is, but. Um, so it was sort of difficult to figure out, do we do a three-year anniversary show? But then the 300th episode seemed more appropriate. But on February 2nd, yeah. was it? 2010? We came over here on Super Bowl Sunday, Tom Lennon's house, the very first episode of the Nerds Podcast that we ever did. So for, for the old 300th, he said, let's go back to Tom Lennon's place for the 300th episode. Turns out he was in town and willing to do it. And here we are. And also Senior Apolito's back. New theme song.
and gentlemen, on the trumpet, Mr. Chris Harwicks. Nerdist podcast number 300. This is Sparta. That is some jazz, man. Righteous. Sorry about that. Oh, wow. I put my mouth all over your Thanks, face. Senior, I believe. And then he goes back. Look, he scurries right back into his spot. There he goes. <laughs> I'm surprised you've managed to keep him in the walls for three years. You know what it is? It's that little hole right there. I'm yeah, doing... I've convinced him that, like, I'm like a Raja Ghoul to him. <laughs> and I'm, uh, he... But I'm not really teaching him anything useful. I'm mostly teaching him Casio. Yep. Mm. You know how you're supposed to become an idea? The lead... The lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's, be, he's become an idea of, of that. You're you're, you're you're part of the league of Casios. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple. There's a couple of us. Tom Lennon, star of Dark Knight Return, Dark Knight Rises. Oh uh, God! Did the Dark Knight return too? He he, he returned, returned to yeah. rise. He returned, he returned to rise. so he could rise. Well, he returned um, in animated form. I should yeah. show, I, I should go get in the house and get the my script page from that movie to show you guys. I also have my call sheet from that day. By the way, that movie code name while it was being made, Manbat, Magnus Rex. Magnus Rex. Magnus Rex. I believe named after uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, son, oh. who's named Magnus. And of course, Rex meaning the king. So uh, the movie had a code name the entire time. The Great King. Yeah. Tom's um, entire <clears throat> scene also makes it into the trailer. Uh, that was that was, that was a bummer. <laughs> well, no, I mean it was really great. It was also super exciting. But like a year had gone by. I'm not amazing at keeping secrets. Nor was I. Um, <laughs> so. So I had been told, you know, it's the only secret I ever kept was that I was in the Dark Knight, and then of course the week before it came out, my every single line of my scene, the whole the whole damn scene was a trailer for the movie. Now, were you in more of the movie and they cut you out? No, sir. Okay. I only had one other joke. Okay, I had one other joke. What was the joke that didn't? It's survive? a little jokey. I get why it was cut. The joke I said at the end of it was, I cannot recommend that you go hella skiing, and then I say. Honestly, Mr. Wayne, if you uh, look honestly, Mr. Wayne, looking at your charts, the only part of you that seems to be in good shape is your liver. So, if you're looking for a hobby, I recommend you take up drinking. And that was the, that was the end. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. And then, but that was some pretty jokey stuff. Yeah. So that got cut. Um, so here we are. It was 300 days ago. <laughs> no, it was 300. How uh, many ago? No, was it was almost nine. It was almost. It was like 900 days ago. 900 was, days yeah, ago. It was a Nine hundred days of Nerdist. Yeah, nine hundred days, and uh, and we came in here and sat and sat down and said we're going to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Let's call Tom Lennon, and mm -hmm. uh, we don't know what it's going to be about, but we'll just talk. And then something magical happened in here, Tom Lennon. That's right, something magical. Uh -huh. uh, we talked about um, embarrassing celebrity encounters that we had. Oh, had. did I talk about the time I chased James, James Gandolfini around? Did you talk about that? I think that I did. From I think that I that sounds I think super I familiar. Because I think shortly yep. before that, I mm -hmm. saw I saw him at a restaurant. Yep, I chased Gandolfini around a casino. Did you chase around? Have you no, had? Oh, it's so sad. In the it's last three years, have you had any good besides uh, uh, besides Christian Bale and uh, Bale? A couple times. I did another movie with Christian Bale. Which uh -huh. one? Uh, I did it. Uh, Terrence, Terrence Malick movie. We're all, we're also trying to reboot Newsies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Newsies New Boot Goofin Newsies. <laughs> new Boot Goofin. They're they're now these Newsies is really Goofies. There, but um, every, but there's. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's called New Boot Goonies. 
It's like, <laughs> wait, it's like Newsies, but today, so it's just some kids on some uh, some uh, iPads, iPads just flicking. Exactly. We should yeah. have gotten a transcript of the first episode. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it's called, it's called Newsies t- uh, 2013 uh, RSS feed. It, 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 it deals a lot with the phone hacking. I mean, it's really dark. It's, it's we were like, you know what, like, let's get to the like the core of news. Let's start peeling this onion that is Newsies. What you, what you find right. out is that one of the Newsies from that group is Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he goes up... <laughs> He'd still be too old. It's yeah. a, so it's a little it's bit of that. Matt Myra makes a good it's point. It's a little bit of bonfire, the vanities. There's a lot of mm-hmm. different elements in it. You're yeah. you're really influenced by Newsies. Uh, the hat. Yeah, right now yeah. I am wearing the Newsies yeah. hat. And yeah. you know you you have a Cockney accent all the time. What? Are you talking about this one? Yeah, very, very good. <laughs> you fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, extra fucking extra, you cunt, sweet all you bear, you cunt, uh, fucking cunt. Oh, that's a great idea. Extra, a little fucking extra. Like a dance in Begbies. Speaking of... Newsies are bluesies. Speaking of newsies, guys, before yeah. we all just come in our pants, um, have you guys been to the new California Adventure and seen the newsies yes. dance around? No. I've not. Yes. I've been to California Adventure for like a month and a half. Have you seen the new trolley? Yeah. The, the trolley the red, pulls up, and a couple of fellas, the red car pulls up, and guys jump off, and they say, today is 1921, or whatever, and they do a whole Newsies dance. What if they really think that? That'd be really funny. <laughs> yeah. if they just found some people who thought, like... It's like the village. It's 19... <laughs> <laughs> These Newsies don't know. The Disney. twist is, it takes place today, but on the news, yeah. Disney's uh, developed a special serum that they, from extracting lollipop juice from children's mouths, you can... Forget that it's not nineteen. Okay, I got. I, mean, just I, got crazy I got ten things to say about my last Disneyland trip. Couple things. Yeah. Couple real quick. The Newsies. We'll start with ten. Ten things. Start with eight. We'll number jump to ten. Number right. ten. So first off, the new Newsies. They built a brand new entrance to uh, California Adventure, which accidentally looks exactly like the Grove. <laughs> Accidentally, I, I disagree. they're literally I like identical. It was, purpose. it was it on purpose? Yeah. Okay, so it's on identical. If you don't have time to get to the Grove, mm-hmm. so you want to go, you know, the Grove on Third and Third, or just the Constitution, if you don't have time, to and you want more time and go to take, if you need. <laughs> by the way, I could let your listeners in the Los Angeles. No, area. I have a big secret. No. Don't talk about the secret. No. Let's talk about the secret. No. There's a secret at the end of the podcast. I'm going to give a major secret about how to get to Disneyland. Let's not do that. Oh no, Matt's gonna get all upset. There's a secret way to get to Disneyland that I know. That's truly. This is literally like the shit at the top level of Freemasonry. Okay. This is what they tell you. It's a secret way to get to Disneyland. Are the clues on Disney money? The the clues were in front of you the entire time. They kill you, and then they tell you this, so there are no secrets. So there are no more secrets. (laughs) Which is the fast way to Disneyland. Okay, but here's here I missed. I got to. Here's what I was gonna say. So I'm watching the newsies dance around. And I'm thinking, man, this is the lamest thing I've ever seen. Honestly, Bob Fosse would look at this and be like, you know what? Butch it up. This is too, <laughs> this is too, because they prance around. They're like, we're the news boys and we're jumping around. And they've all got like one buttons undone on their shirt. It's just weird. Yeah, they're poor. Allentown. Allentown video, but in California. Adventure. <laughs> this is what's happening. Do you, remember, do you guys remember... In the Allentown video, do you remember that a guy comes out in his underwear and twirls a baton that's on fire? Yes, I do remember that. Isn't that amazing? Even if you think you're prepared for how messed up it is, that happens still. Yeah, guy with a flaming baton. What's wrong with that? Not a not a guy. It's only slightly gay. (laughs) (laughs) I love Um, it. Billy Joe looks pretty drunk. That whole video. (laughs) Looks. (laughs) (laughs) Do you really think? I don't know why I specified that whole video. <laughs> that whole video. Yeah. Okay, so I'm standing there watching the red car newsies come arrive at California Adventure 
in parentheses, Grove Part 2. Yeah, Grove 2. And I love California Adventure. Actually, I think it's Grove Ameri- 3 because Grove 2 is American. Is American. Yeah. I'm sorry, Grove 3. Local references. Get your um, local work. So here's the thing, and I'm standing there thinking, God, this is stupid. These guys are prancing around. One of their, you know, shoulder straps has fallen off of their overalls, and they're talking about, you know. And then, then, a vintage-era dressed Mickey Mouse comes out on the train. Steampunk Mickey? Sort of, yeah. yeah. Steampunk Mickey comes out. Or like Industrial and Revolution he's, Mickey. He's like no, 20s. Like, he's like, vest yeah. and a hat that yeah. looks not unlike yours. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, and... They're talking about how Walt Disney came from Chicago to oh, California, right. and they're telling Mickey Mouse how he's going to be a big star. Now, this is where I started weeping. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I, w- I was standing there watching these people, these, these beautiful young boys prancing around, mm-hmm. being saying, this is so stupid. I just hate every second. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Then Mickey Mouse, steampunk Mickey, comes out. They show him a newspaper about Walt Disney moving from Chicago. And then I thought, boy, that parallels my life story of moving from Chicago and coming out west. And then I'm looking at Mickey and his outfit, and I literally just started weeping. No. <laughs> and I, 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 it was a really weird moment. But I, not that. I, I, I was not expecting at all. Although, in fairness, I also started weeping once when black and white Mickey used to come around the corner in the sure. show. Was, yeah. So, yeah, I just started, I'm just standing there just bawling in the broad daylight sun of California Adventure. Couple weeks ago, it doesn't hurt that they sell booze there. No, <laughs> does not hurt. It helps quite a bit. Probably so, doesn't hurt. Uh, so, so yeah. this, this story actually parallels the the story of a young Tom Lennon mm-hmm. coming out from Chicago and, and and making his way in yeah. the nineteen twenties. Then I guess in the twenties. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's why I started uh, crying. Yeah, Mickey. Uh, oh, here was the other thing that bummed me out. Number nine. When was the last time any of you was on Star Tours? I've not been on the new Star Tours yet because the lines are super long. Oh, great. About two weeks ago. I want to like open the new, open okay. the new one. The answers from these nerds are opening day. No, it wasn't opening day. Just <laughs> I opening day two weeks ago there. and the lines are too long. The lines are too long. The lines are too, and, the li- and truthfully, when I, went, when I went on the old Star Tours, yeah. I would get motion sick. That's because because it wasn't calibrated. Yeah. Even I'll more see. so now you'll get motion you might sick. Get more mo- you'll get more motion sick now. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like 3D. Same right. front. You'll be fine. No. Right. Well, R2 is driving you. Uh, 3PO's driving. 3PO's driving and R2's, R2's assisting on up on top. Okay. <clears throat> Here's a question. I need I need you to think about one thing mm-hmm. when you go see it. Okay. Which is this. Which is, at the very beginning, you're in this uh, a transport. Personnel transport. Sure. That 3PO, famous for driving personnel transports, mm-hmm. is going to drive get you mm-hmm. out of there. Um, Lord Vader appears. Darth Vader. Assuming appears. you get this sequence of events. Okay, he appears and he's like on a floating hover pad. Yep. And he's going to prevent you, he's going to use the force to prevent you from going. Right. Now, some, someone directed this new Darth Vader. When you think about Darth Vader... So far this sounds like a breakup. Do you think about <laughs> amazing, sexy body language? And like, he does, his movements are, picture Ben Vereen and Pippin. Of course. You know, singing. We've I was really already do. doing that. So you can sort of see the outline of his dick in his like dance pants, and his legs and arms are all just like moving around like Doctor Octopus snaky arms, like, <laughs> like you know, the new Darth Vader in Star Tours. For some reason, he like dances at you when he sh- throws the Force at you. Uh-huh. He, uh huh. He, it's gonna make you mad. <laughs> the short, the short, the short version is you're gonna look at Vader's body language and you're gonna say what this is ridiculous. But something happened to Vader between Star Wars and Empire where he went from very emotional mm-hmm. 
and angry and mm-hmm. like maybe that's maybe it was from that period maybe he did dance a lot yeah, and then in empire he got a lot more like mm, mm. leave them to me you know like it got right. it got it got a little more the uh, ride was supposed to take place between the two between can the you two call in right now if you know exactly the chronology of star tours star tours is yeah star tours is after the christmas special yes. but before Empire. Yes. Right? Well, at the it's, same time it's as during, Endor. So it's a little oh, while they're on. Okay. It's, yeah. During so the Christmas. Special, it's a little right glam Vader. It's, it's just a little it's, glam Vader. It's really sexy. His body language. All you can think is, wow, they got an amazing professional dancer. But to be fair, at yes. some point, mm-hmm. Vader yes. was Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He had a sexy moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very. With Amidala. Yeah. They would have. I mean. Right. To me, it's more. It was just about the sexy body language. Like I feel like when Vader points his fingers at you and starts choking you or using the Force, he just—he's a rock. Okay, and so that was here's two things. I've two, number three. Th- number three. Seven. Number down, three. Down, eight. eight. When you wait for Star Tours. Yes, you do. Um, and tr- little the trick of the trade: if you stay in one of the Disneyland hotels, Tuesdays, a couple days a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can get into the park early, and one of the lands that opens first. For early, uh, it's called uh, Magic Mornings, mm-hmm. is uh, Tomorrowland. Okay. So you got your Space Mountain, you got your Buzz Blasters, you got your mm-hmm. uh, Star Tours, you got a bunch of things you can knock out. You could be done. You could be done by the time the park's open. Do you, do you go yeah. into the uh, Do you go into the rotating uh, the? Uh, so you can see all the new products. <laughs> the, new, the stuff that's coming out. They're still ten years behind. Nineteen fifty five. Coming out ten years ago. The new. That's a new Amano Rain. Wow, look at that. <laughs> oh, Someday robots yeah. will be in a house, and they'll be our personal sons. <laughs> interventions. 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 Yes, yeah. interventions. I think they um, might be closing interventions. Here's what I found disturbing: waiting for Star Tours, is to me droids should either t- sound like this. Mm-hmm. Or they should talk like this. Okay. They're either older British ponces. Right. <laughs> or, or a series of digital beeps and yeah, whistles. Yes, yes, yes. They shouldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> why not? I just, I know that you I see, just don't know why. Is fluent in over six, six, million, four, six, six million, million forms of communication. Right. Why one of them, I suppose one of them is probably one Spanish. One of them could yeah, be yeah. Spanish. It just throws uh, me for a loop. No, well, here, no, no, not, here's, here's, okay, here's, no, I'm not. It's fine. Wait, stop. Okay, here's my thing. If if his English version of C-3PO talks like this. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't the Spanish one be like a super like Castilian like super <laughs> like it should it should As be the equivalent like that, of Spanish. Like the one Hank Azaria does? Yes. It should be the most <laughs> it should be the most flamboyant Castilian kind of voice you know? Yeah. I don't, but I feel like a macho Spanish voice coming out of a droid, which is what you get when you check in out Star Wars. Okay. There's a droid who's like, Buenas tardes. Yo soy macho. Quieres más macho. Yo soy R5 R5 D5. Favor <laughs> de and and it's not true to the either. So you think so you it should think, be it should at least be a fruity Spaniard. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Ah, that's a fruity Spaniard. Or a whistling digital whistling. I like machine. a musky Spaniard. A musky Spaniard. Yeah, I like a muskier Spaniard. It just I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say it threw me for a loop. So that's three. Um, what is, what's the number so did one? The California thing? screaming. I love California. California screaming. Um, I did California screaming. Last year in the rain, it just got real cold and rainy. And I was like, there's not going to be anybody over there. I'm going to run over there if it's still running. And I run up, there's nobody in line. I'm like, is this thing still running? They're like, yeah, for now. So I jump on. I'm like, can I be in the front? They're like, you bet you can. Uh, Get in the front. Literally, it's like what? Have you seen Zero Dark Thirty? What we do to those guys to get information out of them? That's what I did to myself. 
in a rain, a cold rainstorm on. <laughs> I, I waterboarded myself. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm actually working on a script called Zero Dark Thirty something, and it's all about how a group of malcontent suburban <laughs> couples mm-hmm. go and they show Bin Laden the malaise of life. I love it. And how it mm-hmm. did, may not turn out the way you expect, and then Bin Laden gets really sad and just dies from mm-hmm. from uh, from ennui. Can we call this episode of podcast episode 300 Zero Dork Thirty? <laughs> yes, uh, of course we could. Good. Let's do that. Yes. Um, what are the other things? I'm actually, uh, here's the thing when you have a three-year-old, uh, none of you guys have kids. Let me tell you right now, just don't ever do it. These are like my kids. Yeah. But better. Much better because they're adult men. <laughs> see, how, how see, so? see how much sass mouth I have to put up with? <laughs> you're not like a dad. You're not really around when I need you and you're really mean. <laughs> um, here's the thing about, uh, uh, yeah, so I'm a Disneyland like four or five days a week now. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Disney. Are you Parenting. writing something for Disney? No, you're not. I did, but it, uh, the, it went away. Did they give you a it really special, away. fancy uh, pass? Nope, you didn't get the. No, I, no, I have one, but you buy it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the secret of like, no matter how much you work for Disney, the way to get a secret pass to Disneyland buy it. is you go did online you go on and you the cars buy it. Ride? Because just it like seems a like a lot person. of fun to drive an hour and fifteen minutes to go then, pretend to drive a car. It's slower. <laughs> Remember, at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you the secret route to Disneyland. <laughs> Matt, Matt Myra really doesn't that. want me to give it up. Let's not do that. Why? He really don't want me to give it up. I don't want to get busy. It's, yeah, it's very. Yeah, this podcast will be the single-handedly thing that will make might be. busy. Maybe someone posts it on Reddit and then it blows up. We don't want it to blow up. It is really amazing. It's It'll the save you. Ninety, right? Do you take the not two, the 90, Do you take close. the two ten to the fifty-seven? <laughs> no, it is. Could you, the no, 210, that was, yeah. the 57. 210, that leads you to Altadena. Why would you go that way? Because no, because it cuts across. You, it cuts across. The 57, it goes right to Anaheim. Go there. Uh, I gotta, I'm going I'm to give it to you for real at the very, very okay, end. Okay, okay, we'll get this at the very end. Um, what have you been... Uh, <laughs> I assume that um, your, appearance, your first appearance on the podcast, mm-hmm. that's when things really started to click for you, Things right? really clicked. Yeah. As you can see, uh, most of the stuff around here is now made out of gold, if you yep. look. Yeah. This, couch, of, this couch, by the way, way more uncomfortable. When well, it's go, made out of gold. Yet it's gold. Yeah, you got a uh, vibra trim over there. You got a vibra trim over that. there. Oh, you're gonna that. love that. We had Hardwick up on the vibra trim. It was really go. nice. Yeah. Um, what's been going on in the last 900 days? Uh, a lot of stuff. You always have like yeah. 10 movies in uh, somewhere. You know my theory about that is because you need to. Yes. Yeah. Because the odds are nine are not going to go. Of course. Actually, I'll, I'll do you one better. Ten aren't going to go. <laughs> How do you, at this point, do you even have to go pitch stuff or do they? Oh, good heavens, yes. <sighs> really? Yeah. No, it never gets better. It's funny because last year we put out a book called Writing Movies for Fun and Profit, right. Fun and Crossed Out. Yeah. You and um, Ben came on and talked about oh, sure. how to how to sell a movie. And and you would think that we'd like, now we now that we know all those pitfalls, you can avoid them. Yeah. The answer is no, you can't avoid them. All the exact same bullshit keeps happening to us. Yeah. Um, it's just we've already written a book about it, so it's less... Surprising. Uh, less surprising, I guess. Um, what are we doing now? We got a we got a big we got a movie at Sundance. We're very excited about. Oh, called Hell Baby. Oh, yes, the one. Yes, we had a stacked cast. Now we had a ten minute conversation on Doug Loves Movies about how uh, and Ricky Lindholm was there about how she shows her vagina in the movie. Ricky, everything. Uh, Ricky is a super confident girl, mm-hmm. as you know. Um, she's in real good shape, mm-hmm. and I will leave it at that. But. I, I leave that scene for Ricky to talk about. Although, to be to be fair, 
Ricky doing that scene started with her doing a podcast right where you're sitting right now. Oh. Where Ricky was over doing her, uh, making did, it. Did you jokingly say, and there's going to be full frontal nudity in the movie, and she was like, okay, and you're like, shit, I guess we better write this because she's just a Pretty much. It. The whole yeah. movie was just a, was a smoke screen. Um, no, uh, but Ricky was over and we were talking about the movie, and I was like, boy, she's really got, the character is, uh, the like the Wiccan sister mm-hmm. of the main character who's like super flaky, but super upbeat. Um, no, Ricky is a pretty amazing. Ricky's amazing in the whole movie, but uh, I will leave it at that. She's amazing. She's done. She did a topless scene before. Yes, yeah. in, uh, in Last House on the Left, yeah, which yeah. I couldn't watch all of. Right. Oh, you can watch all of this. No, it's, I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't because I thought it was a bad movie. It was just because it. Uh, yeah. Like the second I see one of my friends without their clothes on, I feel weird. And I'm like, oh, no, I, feel, I, I way, shouldn't have this information in my brain. No, I feel yeah. weird about it too because Ricky and I are very good friends now and it's just, it's certainly, yeah. Um, and now, and now I you will can't say, stop thinking about it. No, pretty much. But, uh, she got in really amazing shape for the movie too. She was already in great shape and then she knew she had like two months to do this kind of crazy scene and she got in like crazy shape. So, yeah. Um, so that is, we're at Sundance, we're in the Midnight Program which is where like, I guess it's where they first showed like the Saw movies and uh, Paranormal Activity and stuff like that. Is this movie? Are there actual scary parts in it? There are some very scary parts in it. Yeah, like, it is, like a, is it like a horror movie that's just also really funny? It's a, exactly. Yeah, it's just a horror movie that happens to be funny. Which is the best way to do yeah. like a horror comedy? Which well, those is are, thing the thing about horror comedies. I think not that many have come along because it's hard just to do comedies. Yeah. So to do to do like two genres is all is just harder. Yeah. So, but we were very lucky. The stars, we're not the stars of the movie, me and Ben. It's uh, Rob Cordery's a star uh, with Leslie Bibb, Keegan-Michael Key, Ricky Lindholm. It's some very, Camille's very good it, Camille's right? got an amazing scene in it. Yeah, like there's a um, ton of people in it. It's, so a, it's, it's a very dramatic Did our scenes get, get cut out? Your scene <laughs> is in. It's just shorter than you think. It's a frame. Yeah. yeah. But we're going to be the entire trailer. <laughs> You're the entire trailer. They're, li- they're listening to you guys... <laughs> They're listening to you guys bitch about Doctor Who. Here's another reason why I enjoy yeah. Ricky Lindholm. She and Natasha Leggero just decided, let's just go to Argentina. Yeah. I got mad. At, I was talking to Natasha and I are writing a movie together, and we have been for a while. And I got legitimately, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, cool, have a cool... Uh, she's like, I'm leaving town tomorrow. I'm like, oh, are you going to Rockford? Because she's from near where I'm from. She's like, no, I'm going to Argentina. <laughs> me all I could. She's like, me and Ricky are going to Argentina. And I was like, to do what? To like drink wine and smoke cigarettes and hang out? And re- you know, She's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was legitimately, I was, I, all I could say was. Was there any part of yeah. you that's like, and this is, this is, <laughs> I hope this doesn't sound xenophobic, but is there any part of you that's like, I hope they make it back? What's that city they're in? When does this podcast come out? Because I don't think we should be announcing where they are. No, but they're in. They're in like. <laughs> if you can find them in Argentina, <laughs> by, by the way, they're but like they're in like. It's not like they're in like the the jungle of Argentina. No, no, no. they're in like this huge yeah. city. Yeah, it's just like it's like what they call the Paris of uh, South America. Yeah, wait, have all of you? I've, we've all been fed the same line. They must be out committing a crime because I was also told Natasha on the phone was like, "Well, it's the Paris of of South America." That's just what they call that city. And I'm oh, well, that's exactly or... word for word what she said to me on the phone. Sao Paulo is in Brazil. No, no, no what's, it's, uh, what if they uh, Buenos Aires? Same Buenos Aires. As, uh, yeah. yeah, which is like if you look at it, if you just see pictures of it, it looks like it's, it's gorgeous. Yeah, I know yeah. it looks gorgeous. Right, but what if what if the Paris of South America is like uh, what if that's an ironic? Oh, this is like the Paris of South America. Yeah, and they're like oh, it's like oh, a joke. they mean Paris, Texas. <laughs> yeah. This is the Paris, Texas. The Paris, it's the Paris Hilton of South America. Yeah, but like it's like following their their exploits over there on Instagram is crazy. Like it's just them like 
out drinking wine, smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I know. So, like, no, it they, sounds they, amazing. Like, went, like, tangoing with, like, like guys. Like, it just it looks like they're having a blast. I almost shot a show in Argentina a couple of years ago, and um, it, I, I, I foolishly had never thought... I wonder how long it takes to fly to Argentina. It is a ridiculously long... What are we talking, 14? Uh, at least. I, well, I, think, I think it might have been like 19 all told because like, you fly, I think you would fly you to... You somewhere. Yeah, you fly to Brazil, I think, and then and then pop down. But the uh, the time difference is like an hour from here. Yeah. <laughs> there's no like big time shift. That's oh, right, because you go straight down. You just go down, yeah. Straight down, right. And we still, the Earth still turns that direction, right? Yes. Yeah. For now. For now. Yeah. But that's shifting? Eh, who knows? Who knows? Procession of the Earth. It's a whole, you guys could do a whole episode about that. Nerds. We're gonna give the Earth some notes. Yeah, and just uh, can you spin the other way? Have you guys read? It's a great book. Uh, Graham Hancock, Fingerprints of the Gods. No. Yes, it's all about the procession of the Earth as it spins and it wobbles a little bit. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You want to hear the end? You want me to jump to the end? Well, no, that's a huge spoiler. I could, I, I could spoil that book so big for you. Oh, do it. You want to do it? I don't want to go through the trouble. Okay, it's like a nine hundred page book. Are you ready? Start with page two. Start with page okay. one. It, by the way, no, if people you, are going to get mad if we spoil the book. Okay, go oh. buy Graham Hancock's The Fingerprints of the Gods. He also wrote a book uh, uh, called The Sign and the Seal, where he goes and actually finds the art guy who guards the Ark of the Covenant. What? In Ethiopia. For real. What? Graham Hancock, look it up. Did they look at it? You guys want me to whisper? It? It's beautiful. I'm going to whisper. Turn if you're not. Okay, ready? <laughs> Spoiler protection music. No spoilers. No spoilers. Oh my oh, god! That's amazing! What an ending! That's another. Bullshit! It's amazing. <laughs> Read Graham Hancock, Fingerprint of the God. Read, by the way, if you want to just lie around with a with a nerd conspiracy boner of the highest order. Ancient aliens? Any any book by Graham Hancock. When do you have time to read? I don't. This is years ago. Okay. Years ago. He asked some great questions though, like why? Uh-huh. did in Central America and in Egypt, why did they develop pyramids at about the same time? Why? Well, it's just like when two comics on different coasts write a joke about... Uh, is that the same? So you're, you're comparing the pyramids of Egypt and oh. Central America to Itchy Asshole yep. by Dane Cook yes. and Louis <laughs> that, That's exactly... Yeah, so... But so can, can we be honest? The pyramids though? are the itchy asshole. Of, can we be honest though? <laughs> of the South American pyramids were Dane Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're good like one. Flat top. Good one. <laughs> no, I think that if you oh. build a tall building at the time, that's the way to do it because they could. Oh, wait a fucking... Myra, way to take the wind out of that gag. We were having a great talk. Sorry. The debunker strikes again. Way to bring in the fats. Well, (laughs) you know, if something's got a wider base at the bottom, it's probably... They want to go up top. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Actually, his cold serves that well, but he's going to be like, that's not how it works. Excuse me. Excuse me. And then he nasal sprays himself. Are you doing okay with Matt sick in your place? It's you're sitting as far from him as possible. This is irresponsible. Well, that's why we're at in the uh, the chuckle hut, as we call it. But um, (laughs) you know, I have like the worst OCD ever. Like I I put pure on my hands. Sometimes when I'm done with the pure on my hands, I just smear my whole face just for a second. It seems like a healthy idea, (laughs) (laughs) just to get all of the earth off of me. Sure. Does that work okay for your skin? Feels great. Feels really good. Does it dry it out or anything? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Um, I, no, so Matt Myra is is wheezy in my house. I'm sorry. No. 
It's like, gross. He's it's like fine. Wheezy? It's fine. You mean Wheezy Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought that's what you meant that's at first. Thought, yeah. Wow, you wow. guys. George, stop playing yeah. around in there, You go George. straight, you go straight He sounds like Louise Jefferson because his voice is all crazy. I um, thought I saw more of a Florida. Flow! Us too. Um, but by the way, it's interesting because uh, Jonah Ray threw out a theory before, which is if you ever have a sinus infection, get in any ocean, <laughs> and it will immediately go away. No, it's a good, it's a good way to like the, the salt water sucks a lot of that stuff out of your. But head. just don't get in, don't get in in Los Angeles. Like, it's just, like drive it's what away. What I'm doing, right. in, you know. Well, you have Hawaiian water. We yeah. have Los are Angeles you from Hawaii? water. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. And uh, some people are going to get mad about this. What? Why is everybody in Hawaii kind of weird? <laughs> Well, take any small town you've ever been to, carve okay. it out of the earth, put it in the middle of the biggest ocean in the world. Okay, that's the answer? And just let it blend. I have another question for you. Mm-hmm. Is Malakalikimaka the thing to say? <laughs> no, it's not, because it's Malakalikimaka. <laughs> okay, that, that was fair. And by the way, Malakalikimaka never said Oh, shit! Never said, <laughs> what did I say? And, oh, God! Stephen rises from the lava. And the point is, it's the Hawaiian way to say Merry Christmas, but I believe they have a full panoply of gods that have nothing to do with... <laughs> they don't give a fuck well, about... Uh, right? Just like, just they like have... The, yeah, just like anyone, any of the like you know missionaries went anywhere. It's like yeah. they said, "Oh, your fire god? Well, that's a that's the devil. <clears throat> See, right. that's that's our that's <clears throat> this devil is the same. Right. We already have that." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and this? Oh, this is mm-hmm. this. What a fucked up thing yeah, to do where someone to go, by the way, your god is yeah. actually your devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. This no. whole time? Well, what about the wind god, the sun god? Oh, that's all just one guy. Why are you trying to yeah. turn... Just one dude. That's like a shitty best friend trying to turn your girlfriend against you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. I have a question for you. It's a little more of a serious question, but it doesn't have to have a serious answer. Uh, someone asked me... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have the actual answer, and it is serious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be right back. <laughs> That's some good trumpet playing. <laughs> okay, what was the question? Now you had a serious question. Um, yeah, uh, someone asked me, mm-hmm. and it was during every other day, and someone said, like, what do you define as success? What do you? How do you mm-hmm. feel like, I finally, because, you know, no matter what happens, it always feels like, Oh, no, there's still this other thing, or there's still this other part, or there's still this other thing that I haven't done, or yeah, that's good, but it's still not, like, how do you... That's a great question, because <clears throat> I was thinking this, uh, I got to meet Tom Cruise a couple times last year, and, and I keep seeing, like, these trailers for, like, four, five, six new Tom Cruise movies yeah, that are coming right. out. Right. It's just like, wait a second, well, when did he make that movie, and that movie, and Jack Reacher, and Oblivion. Well, he and- has a time closet, which which is sort of like a portal to a, a parallel dimension. Ooh. Or actually, now, and this is a little it's more current, current. He's he's stepped into he stepped into uh, another uh, computer simulation of the universe. Guys, there's oh, five Tom Cruises. We all know that. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God, God. That would be great. Can, you, can you imagine? What if it was like the Prestige, and Perfect. there were actually, there actually multiple were. Tom Cruises? Ah. And that's the big thing we find out at the oh. end. Who's the one who has to hide in the box? Um, the other one, Siri. The least Scientology one. The dickheaded one is the one that has the greatest act of humanity at the end. Great. Uh, oh, I fucking love it. God, I love the prestige. The, yeah. I didn't love it I like at oh, first, I but I find that I, I think about it more than I Let's should. Let's watch it right now. Take a quick break. We'll be back in a second. Yeah. We are going to stream the prestige, and mm. we'll be right back. Better than you think. So good. Yeah. Damn. Oh, guys, I always watch Doom. Tesla. David Bowie <laughs> as Tesla. Who would have thought? Really Bowie as Tesla. Yeah. I feel like uh, when Bowie was Tesla, that uh, yeah. that's like Anthony Hopkins as Edison should have shown up and be like, uh, "This is mine." 
Yeah, and perfect. Then, they're just yeah. taking it. Yeah, like the real story. So, so that if actually there's a parallel story between um, Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale of mm-hmm. Tesla and Edison. I love it. That's the other side of the prestige. Okay, we're now really in deep here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hope we they're left some red They're outsizing each other. I'm not sure if I can get out of this idea anymore. Do we leave a trail of cookie crumbs? So let's see. So there's to Bowie's Tesla. Yes. In in the prestige. Hopkins's Edison. And all the hats keep appearing, right? Hats. Yes. Hats. hats. Yes. Hopkins is Edison. You see, you see, uh, you see, you don't like, see give his me all face. Of these, all of these are my hats. You don't see his face. For the yeah. first time you see Hopkins, you see these feet shuffling in yeah. the woods outside of Tesla's compound. Yeah, hat. And he picks up a hat. Yeah. He puts it on his head and the camera reveals that it's Hop- Anthony Hopkins. Yes. And he's got that big collar. Yeah. And the tie he of He says, Watson, Edison. come here, I want you for a moment. Yes, and yeah. then Watson is like this Renfield type <laughs> character. Yeah, he's Tom Waits. <laughs> he's Tom yeah. Waits. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell in those for some reason. That's what I meant. Yeah. You know who I meant. Okay. <laughs> Watson used to be with Edison. Bailed. Jump ship. Oh, new twist of the story. Exactly. Right. That's, that's a prequel. I, I don't uh, know why we're talking through this instead of just shooting this. Many years yes. before. What do we need? We need Tom Waits and some hats. We need Tom Waits. We yeah. need some hats. Um, we need Anthony Hopkins, which is probably kind of okay, tricky. What do we need to make the movie? Mm. But let's go back to the time you met Tom I would Cruz. say go see it and see for yourself. So I met Cruz twice uh, last year. Two times. Uh, once was at a table read. Mm-hmm. Here's something fascinating. Tom Cruise does not read scripts to decide if he wants to do them. They put together a table read of the whole thing um, that he participates in. So he that sits. Expensive is he? I don't think it matters. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. I'm sure if he does do it, they'll make their money. I'm pretty what? sure when it's a Tom Cruise movie, they're just like fuck. It. And here's what was interesting. This was a the movie was not made, um, and so you go to it was at MGM and it was about a, uh, sometime last year, and he, there's a table read. He comes in and says hello. First of all, he's the most engaging person you might ever meet. That's ever. what Simon Pegg said when he he's was the, on the single podcast. most engaging dude you're ever going to meet. You immediately are like, you, he walks in, you're like, he's like, hi, I'm Tom. And you're like, okay, cool. You want to have sex or what? <laughs> Why are we still talking? Why are we still talking? Because you've just been like hypnotized by how cool he is. What do you think that is? Um, he's just he's an he's an he's a magnetic person. Yeah, he's a super eye magnetic. Contact. That's what I've heard about him. But Boys it's not just contact. eye contact because some eye contact is creepy. And his eye contact is very sincere. What like do what you you're doing right now. <laughs> Jonah just... <laughs> literally, you, Jonah, your version of eye contact, that's like you sticking your thumb right up my butt. <laughs> his, is more like just met. his is more like he's just placed a, a supportive hand on... He basically walks up to you and it's no matter what he's saying with his, with his mouth, what he's saying with his body language is... Come with me. It's gonna be okay. What? Wow. What is that yeah. core? Ma- what is that? What is? What is that ultimate molecular yeah. makeup of magnetism? He's just got it. It's amazing. He's just got it. It's. I know you said that. It's still beans. Uh So, uh, so you do a table read instead of him reading the script because he doesn't want to do that. Okay. You do a full table read of it to see what the movie's like. Now, here's what. And is there a guy off to the side making explosion noises when necessary? Um. Also, like, he, he just uses his stunt double to, to read his parts, and he just watches the entire thing. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remember is at one point, one of the writers, they introduced every single person to the table, and every person reading every role would, is the dream person for the role, basically, because it's just table read, you know? Yeah. But, and, and so they have every single dream person, and then they get to Tom Cruise, and the writer who wrote the movie was like, introduces, boom, and there's, uh, this is uh, Tom Lennon, and this is, you know, uh, blah, 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 and then... <laughs> And he gets to Tom Cruise and, and does a bit where he forgot Tom Cruise's name. Oh. And, I mean, he probably uh, does it at every read, right? Well, I will say it didn't go over great. Oh, shit. <laughs> it, was, oh, it, was, oh. it was one of these awkward times where the writer... That, that poor guy was like, this is going to crush. This is going to kill. Ready? And he gets Cruise like, and reading uh, the role of Nick is a... Uh, uh, 
Um, and you could just see, and Tom Cruise, who's been the coolest dude you've ever met until this point, just like a little tiny fire in his eyes. <laughs> Where he's just like... And I was like, it's like your worst nightmare. It's like, oh my God, I just made a joke with Tom Cruise. That in, he that, did, in that he did moment, not like. the movie had no prayer. Oh, it was fucking, oh, everything was over. It was just like this. It was so quiet. That guy, that, Tom Cruise got five emails from that writer like, I knew your name. I was just, I'm sorry. I thought it, was, it would be funny. Oh my God, it was just one of those times you were like, or it's like literally like you throw a baseball up in front of a bunch of people and you're like, I'm going to fucking hit this ball so hard. Whiff. And, and you like, you dislocate your shoulder. Yeah, and the bat swings around and breaks. Yeah, and you hit a child. Yeah. It was all that happened. And by the way, this all happened in like an eighth of a second where his jaw tightened up you know that thing that he can do yeah. his jaw just tightened up a little bit and his eyes just kind of like you could see the iris kind of zoom in a little bit yeah like a robot's mind oh it was just like fuck it. I felt so it's about as bad as I've ever felt for a person wow. was the, guy, the guy who made the joke that did not land then so Cruz reads the script and you know he's never read it because you're here because he's not going to read it yeah. he wants to hear it so and then he gives a performance that literally has you fucking beside yourself. You just can't believe it. And you're like, oh, that's why you're a huge movie star. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing, and he's reading it for the very first time. Someone asked yeah. me. Uh, so we're ta- I was talking to uh, a couple guys, and they and they they were angry that Tom Cruise was the Jack Reacher character. They're like that guy, that character is supposed to be like he's six, supposed to be six go, five. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to think in Hollywood terms. Right. There are maybe five people who can open a movie that way. Yep. Maybe five. Maybe that could open that could open a film like that. Who of those people... <laughs> yeah, Jack Reacher is supposed to be like a mountain of a who man. Who lo- yeah. looks like the character of Jack Reacher. Like, you got to have a little, you know... Uh, the brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes, right? Brad Garrett. Uh, <laughs> yep. uh, and who else? Let's see Con- if you guys... Conan's very tall. Uh, well, does, Clancy Brown looks like that. But again, this is, these are like $100 million movies. So, like, these are all good actors. <laughs> Clancy Brown. Are you saying Conan looks like that? <laughs> no, Conan's tall. He's, he's very tall. He's tall. Yeah, but the, that's the thing. Like, sometimes... You're, you're casting the goon. I always love when people are like... <laughs> yeah. uh, when people are like, uh, oh, they should cast somebody who's the right height. It's like, well, what if they cast, like, the biggest movie star in the world? Um, my um, Some of my wife's relatives once in uh, Ohio, uh, some uh, relative of, of my wife once said, uh, you know, I, I, I swear, I, I, you know, I feel like I want to come out and give it a shot in Hollywood because, you know, I could wait at those auditions. I could get in that line and wait. <laughs> and, I, and I just was, like, really struck by the idea that to some relative of my wife, she thought that, like, the biggest part of it is waiting in lines. Line. It's like, there's no line to get in. Yeah, the yeah. only line that I know of is the one on Van Ness and Sunset for Let's Make a Deal. Yep. Yeah. That is real. That line, you can get in, dress up like a crayon. Or eventually right. you'll get in. You will get in. Yeah. But, like, for the role of Jack Reacher, they didn't have a line. No. Where they're like, okay, let's see oh, let's Cruz, see tall guys. Oh, Cruz, first again. Sorry, guys, got yeah. here last night. <laughs> His case wasn't yeah. camped well, out. It's like the people that fucking bitch about Hugh Jackman being too tall to be Wolverine. It's like... Should have been Danzig. Here's what I'll here's what I'll tell you. Here's what a couple things about me. Ten things about me. And by the way, you're right. It should have been that dude from Danzig. Uh, I love the book Les Misérables. It is my favorite book ever. But it doesn't sing. It does not sing to you yet. Um, I love the musical Les Misérables. I haven't seen the movie yet out of the screener. I would say Fly on the Wall. Hugh Jackman is the perfect Jean Valjean for a variety of reasons. Because in the book, Les Miserables, which if you have not read, read any book by Graham Hancock and read any book by Victor Hugo. But 
Graham Hancock's Les Miserables. Graham, oh, fuck, where you oh find my out God, it's fucking you find conspiracy. Out <laughs> you go down in the catacombs and the bones spell yeah. something. Why are these, <laughs> these bones are actually fifty thousand years old? Yes. Yeah. There was a there was a there was an ang- there was like a European civilization. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thousands of years. Before. Right. When you realize like the eye sockets are much bigger and or something's weird. Yeah. Anyway, oh no, Hugh Jackman's, Hugh Jackman's perfect Jean Valjean. I'd argue he was a pretty good Wolverine. But let's go back and talk about the second time you met Tom Cruise. Mm. What was the, did you, because you probably didn't really spend a whole lot of time talking to him. Didn't spend that much time talking to him. Came up, he said, hey, I'm Tom. I said, me too. And then I, I, and then I quietly fell in love with him for a second, which you do. My wife got real annoyed because I came home and I was like, honey, let me talk about his biceps for a minute. Do you feel like he knew who you were? Don't know. Can't tell. I'll bet he's seen Reno. I'll bet he's seen seen stuff you've done. I was surprised that Bale, like Christian Bale, when I got on the set of Dark Knight, was a big Reno fan. Really? Which made me much more confident. Because I was like, boy, I feel pretty stupid. Now, if you'd shown up and he had had the mustache and the glasses and the short shorts and be like, I just thought this would be a really funny way. I thought this would be a really funny way to say hello to you. You know what they... (laughs) That would be amazing. But, you know, they... um, uh, Akiva Goldsman, I'm in a movie called Jonah Hex. Yes. Uh, Very briefly. Um... And they thought it would be really funny, because I guess Josh Brolin is a big Reno 911 fan, to make me an old, tiny <gasps> Lieutenant Dangle outfit. No! That then I needed to show up on set in. Do you still have it? No. Why don't you have that? There's pictures of it somewhere. So so I get on set, and I, I, I'm in my trailer, and I literally, I'm one scene where I'm like, I'm in a telegraph office, and I'm like, dear mother... I ran into Ulysses. I ran into I ran into Ulysses S. Grant, and oh heavens, that's me in every movie, but also in but also in Jonah Hex. So, so I walk into my. That's the scene I'm going to play. It was some piece of information they needed to get out in the amazing film Jonah Hex. So I get to my trailer. Watch that scene. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah that was me. It seemed like a good idea. Yeah. Um, so I walk in the trailer, and they've got a, like, obviously a, like a Civil War era Lieutenant Dangle outfit. <laughs> That's and awesome. it is awesome, but it's also like I'm on set, and it's like Josh Brolin's cool, and he's got his face is all fucked up and melted like Jonah Hex, and like Will Arnett's in the movie, and they're all looking really fucking cool, and everybody's got like cannon guns. It's like, it's like everything's cool. And it's one of those times you're like, do I, okay, everybody obviously thought this would be an amazing joke for me to show up on set in this outfit. And like, there's some powerful people around. I guess, I guess I fucking go do this right now. So I put the fucking outfit on. <laughs> and I know this is not what I'm wearing in the movie, but they're going to drive me down to the set and I'm going to go like, they're going to introduce me to Josh Brolin in this fucking outfit. Oh, I just felt so humiliated. And all the teamsters around are like, that what you wear in a movie? And I'm like, no, this is a joke based on this other thing that I do. I don't get it. The, yeah. What's the joke? Just no, no. I like a joke. Tell me the joke. Uh, I'm like a funny. This, I'd like to point out that Jonah Hex was a little less profitable because they made that cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I, here's okay. Ready? So, yeah. so it's hanging there. I put it the fu- fucking on. I go down to set in the van. I'm waiting. What's up at like the Disney Ranch? You know, one of those places out there. And I show up on set, and like Akiva uh, Goldsman walks me in. In the outfit, you know what? Killed. Just oh, about really. Just about killed Josh Brolin. Oh, oh. he laughed so now, that's hard. That's not where I thought the story was I thought, going. I for sure was like, I'm standing there, and everybody's gonna be like, Oh, hey, how's it going? How yeah, you doing? Yeah. Cool. So we'll be shooting in a minute with you. You know, no. But <laughs> the answer is, it actually killed. So I, while feeling horrible, then of course, then I'm done. 
Then I got to go ride back and get in my real costume. Right, of course. With another team. She was like, what, what, why do you, how come I can see your penis? What are you doing? Here? <laughs> anyway, that one, that one worked out. Did you, uh, I lost did you actually attach a foreskin? Oh, uh, always. Did, okay, so the, the story that you were talking about was the second time you met Tom Cruise. Second time I met Tom Cruise. Uh, first time, first time you just can't stop looking at his, uh, biceps. At his, at his arms and his face they, and his eyes. They're kind of like, they're literally like, like when someone's got a little too much cleavage showing and you just kind of can't st- yeah. stop staring. It's like, so it's almost Cruise unfair. Is like the, it's like the personification of cleavage. His <laughs> arms are, to a straight man, looking at Tom Cruise's arms are the equivalent of looking at like the perkiest pair of C cups you've ever seen in your entire life. Okay. Maybe D's. So Tom Cruise. But they're on his arms. Tom Cruise is the tits. crazy. Yes, mm-hmm. he literally is. So the second time, uh, hosting this this like education fundraiser for uh, for 20th Century Fox. Yep. Big fancy event. Blah blah blah. Back to thing. Money for schools. Yada yada. Blah blah blah. Guest the speaker who's going to introduce some main person is Cruise. So we're like on the stage, and then at some point we're hanging <laughs> out backstage and, and chatting, and he's the next like act, like you're standing backstage at anything. And he shows up, and he's got two sort of, like, cool security guys who kind of roll around with him. We're just kind of making sure nobody's weird. Yep. Um, there's a couple balloons in his way. They're been like, make sure no one's weird. <laughs> just the, literally their job is to, And they just give off a vibe of, like... Are you weird? Yeah. <laughs> That's literally the vibe they give off. It's like, they kind of look at you, and they're make like... Make sure no one's listening to you made it weird. Yeah. <laughs> you get fucking weird. They just sit on a vibe of, like, act weird, and I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Act weird. Literally. Do one fucking weird thing, and they well, and you can tell. Weird, you're fine. Baby. If you're not weird, you're fine, and we could tell it because I just put jelly on my tuna fish sandwich. No, I'm sorry. It's snap. Snap. <laughs> yeah, and you can just tell, and they're two, and they're like kind of big, good-looking guys, and they're both obviously in good shape, and they're they're big, you know, and they're also. And maybe they feel like they're wearing little pins, like but you so know, they could do a lot of damage. To they people. could. Like, there's a yeah, lot. There's, there's a job, There's a bad history. Right. And it's kind of it's fun once they've looked at you for a while and made the judgment call that you're not. There are two fucking... Jason Bournes that he's exactly found. yes he's got yeah. two but much bigger yeah yeah and you just keep thinking like as soon as they don't Krav Magra you you feel <laughs> <laughs> you feel pretty good because you're like you're like hey man I guess I'm not that weird because yeah. <laughs> because I'll be honest I feel pretty weird it's like yeah, the yeah. never ending story when he's got yeah. to pass those towers and if you have any self doubt then yeah. they yeah they exactly shoot you with eye laser yeah. <laughs> exactly Cruz yeah. yeah. has those guys yeah. So, so we're standing back there. Don't get Krav Magra. There's a balloon that got in the way of his foot because one of our bits is we do um, like a balloon drop at the end of our intro, which is like two balloons because it was cheap. Yeah. And one of the balloons got like in Tom Cruise's way and one of these guys got that fucking balloon out of there so fucking fast. <laughs> it was like just like sort of near his feet where he might like brush against it or kick yeah. it or something like that. And then this dude literally took care of that fucking balloon. With a gun. No, <laughs> he just, it was just quietly gone, but it was fucking fast. It was just like, it happened really, it was cool. Wow. Um, so we're standing backstage, me, my writing partner, Ben Grant, Tom Cruise. Are you sure it was an actual balloon, or was it... It was just a regular white was balloon. It, was it like, it was, was it an actor? It was somewhere he was... But you're like, remembering it like in MASH, like... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right, they, they, <laughs> yeah. like they just... <laughs> they, they, they literally, it's the Queen of Hearts that they showed me. It's yeah. like, yeah. It was like Andy Dick ran up to him, they were like, <laughs> snap, snap. And then they're like, this balloon a came balloon. by, right near his feet. I've been fully Manchurian candidated now. Tom yeah. just starts crying. <laughs> oh, why did they have to kill a balloon? <laughs> why did they pop that balloon? It had so much more so, so uh, this is, I know, you know, like, if you ever thought, boy, if there was a camera on me, that might be, that might be the lamest I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, Ben and I are standing backstage, 
we we've done we're done we've done most of our hard introductions and bits for the evening, and just standing there with Cruz. And there is a female like Australian pop singer who's singing a song with an acoustic guitar, is on stage right now. I hope it's Natalie Imbruglia. It was not Natalie Imbruglia because oh, I remember man. her name, Natalie Imbruglia of. Uh, Torn? Torn. Torn. Which was really Edna Swap. So. Which is also a cover. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Australia you're playing on stage. Here's how Cruz pulls you into his world. Mm-hmm. You end up doing and saying things you wouldn't normally do or say. Like if one like like if Matt my friend Matt Meyer was standing there and said this to me, I would have been like, what what are you what? That's so stupid. But Sounds about right. Story checks out. Yeah, here's what here's what Cruz says. Cruz turns to me and Ben, and he's looking at the girl on stage, and he turns to me and Ben, and he says, live music, right? <laughs> to, which, to which Ben and I, literally like excited meerkats, we're literally just like, we're so excited, we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, live music. <laughs> and I know, I know if you had been... If you could hand me a videotape of that right now, I would be like, well, that, that was it. That was officially, <laughs> that was literally like you tripped in your swimsuit at the pool and your penis popped out. <laughs> and you also knocked it through. It was just like so lame. But he's so, he makes you feel like he's on the other trapeze and he's going to catch you. Like it's all just going to be okay. Wow. That's yeah. nice. Did he respond to live music? Or did well, you no, we just kind of then all kind of bopped our heads like we were all cool. <laughs> now recorded music is good. So good, but, but it's, it's kind of lame. Not as, it's no. missing that live. Element. It was really weird. He just turned to us and said, "Live music, right?" <laughs> well, he probably doesn't get yeah. to go see a lot. I mean, like, I imagine that True. there's a series of tunnels and portals around. It's got to be super weird. Or, where Where do you go? I don't know. And yeah. so I guess that pulls it back around to how do you define success? But you know, there's there's there are some people who don't go anywhere because they're on Nickelodeon, right? Like, then take him into account, right? He's been very famous for he and Miranda Cosgrove 30, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, 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 more than half his life. And he looks way more amazing. Yeah, he, really he does. looks great. Every time he and I like pass by a Reacher, no, he's uh, like billboard, She's like that guy's in his fifties. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see? Uh, uh, oh, I was gonna say, did you see uh, uh, Rock of Ages? No. Wasn't that character based on you? Well, I was in the first production of it. Right. I was cut out of the film. <laughs> what? Yeah, what cut, you, I was cut out of that film. Which character were you? I was a Hare Krishna on the bus. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not a real character, but I had a funny moment. <laughs> um, they uh, they showed me the movie, and they're like, hey, it needs to be funnier, and I, I wrote a bunch of jokes for Tasty them. Tasty Jax, you should take up drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the same oh, Perfect, thing same jokes. We just use whatever leftover stuff. <laughs> uh, no, I was uh, proud to say, but I went out, there was some reshoots, and they were trying to add some just sort of funny moments because it was too sincere. So you were in the original production. Yes. Right. Yes. So you didn't see the film. I did not see the film. Well, you right. see the Vegas show, Rock of Ages. It's funny. We did the show in Vegas when we were didn't do the original production to try to sell it, and Vegas said no, thank you. And so it's it's cool for them that actually it came back around. I, right. I'm probably not going to see it. Probably better for you to not be tied down to a show in Vegas that's like nine times a week. <laughs> <laughs> like to to be honest, I couldn't have done hey, the Thursdays are dark. If you're at this. if you're at the Frontier, which I know is torn down and doesn't exist anymore, but doing like. It would feel that way. It, it would might feel as that well way. just be in the parking lot. <laughs> Living on scrambled eggs and like... <laughs> well, you weren't even American able to recycled spirits. air. Yeah. You weren't even able to go to New York with it, right? No, I was not able to go to New York with it, which, yeah. which is fine. I, I don't know if my voice would have survived uh, the eight shows a week. Probably and, not. Um, it would be stronger. Now. But the Broadway version of the show, I think, was Broadwayed up. And I th- our yeah. version of the show was really fun. It was like Kyle Gass was in it and Dan Finnerty. And right. it, there was, it was a lot of... Like it felt... 
it felt a little more right. UCB than Broadway, right? Which was fun, and I'm making right. fun of. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, ah, uh, um, no, the other this one's relatively sincere. Yeah. So uh, the movie was pretty sincere, but boy, Cruz is really ripped. He is super ripped. God, I remember seeing the pictures way too much. Yeah. Oh, uh, you were you were going to talk about success, and then you talked about. Tom Cruise. Oh, that's the accidental. See, that's how you get drawn in. Oh, but he, oh, here was my thing. But so I see that he's got like four or five movies coming out, and my question is, when is it okay to be like? And I asked you guys this as we all walked in here today. I was like, when is it okay to be like? Hey, maybe I'll do something else and like, like man, you know what? Maybe I'll like uh, farm. Well, or, but it's maybe yeah. maybe he just wants to keep doing that. No, he definitely does. Yeah, yeah but I, it's like a compulsion. Yeah, I have a yeah. thought like two nights ago. That I was just sitting at home and I was like, you know what, I'm all right. I'm, I don't really want anything that I don't have. Really? Yeah. Not, That's good. Not even one more guitar. That, <laughs> no, that was actually what that was actually what brought me to that conclusion. Was the guitar? I, I was like, I'm looking around, I'm like I have like five, I have seven guitars in the living room. Matt, are you happy? I think so. Dude. What? So it probably feels uncomfortable. Right. Well, it was weird because like the attack the show just wrapped up. That's why you have a cold. Your body is allergic to the yeah, happiness. What is going on? I don't know why yet. I want to be fight it, man! Fight it! Fight the happiness! Fight the light! I'll make you miserable. Fight the light! That's that is, by the way, that is the essence of Buddhism. You know. Yeah. That to want things is to suffer. Well. Yeah. So as soon as you can stop wanting things, you will stop suffering. Well, I think. I think so either it's... you're being a Buddhist, or you just have all the guitars you ever need. <laughs> Well, no, I think it was... I, I think maybe the shallow version. Was, I think it was honestly just this sort of a, a moment of realization. Like, I don't... I mean, I'm fine. I have a nice little townhouse. I have a car. I'm good with the car or whatever. I'd like a new car, but I don't need a new car. And I know it. I've seen your car. You need a new car. <laughs> your car as is the... Matt gets rid of his. Is the macho man... <laughs> Matt, Matt and my riding partner both drive macho man cars, which I just don't get. Yeah. Like, I'm just not... You've seen me. I'm not a macho man. They have, like, giant, like... Off-road, like lift kit jeeps. We have the same jeep. Yes, yeah. on occasion they've both been parked in front of my yes. house, and I just assume people assume there's a bear. <laughs> did, you, did you get the accoutrement? The bears convention, and I don't mean the football team. I mean big burly gay guys with beards. Did you did you get the balls attack <laughs> from the oh my god toe bulb? In the uh, I, I, I got a jeep just because I want uh, I wanted uh, a penis. <laughs> <laughs> No, I had a Jeep in Boston because it was it's great. Mo- it, was, it was great in the winter, the Jeep, because it was four-wheel drive, but then in the summer, I could take the top off. Right. And I was like, oh, I love this little thing. It's like a right. go-kart. It's like a little tiny go and then I got another one. It's not tiny. Yeah. It's, it's a large vehicle. It's a big vehicle. No, it's and you got it lifted up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you feel like you've achieved success. I feel like I'm good. For How about you? I don't know. Um, I, I just... I feel like if I just keep on doing things, I'll feel good. It's about the process, right. not about like. But is I'm that like, has that proven to be true yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, um, I feel like it's if I just take if I feel like fulfilled through just doing and not caring about the outcome and let the outcome you know be what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel right. Like, let it be about the journey. Yeah, and, then, right. and that's something. It's you know. So what you're saying is, don't every five minutes look up yourself on IMDb and see if you've gone up or down in the ranking. I the star, the star meter, the star meter. Don't are you saying don't check that every five minutes? I don't, I don't do that anymore. I don't, uh, right. I don't Google or bring myself. I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God uh, damn it! I don't. Uh, you know, like I don't, I don't, you know, worry about that stuff anymore. I, I care more about like. Uh, I'd love to be like that. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's really like you know, my whole like past couple of years has been trying to. He's keep, doing it. He just yeah. out his face. Yep. 
Sorry. trying to keep it like perspective is like because so, you could you can think to yourself oh like I, I need more uh, I, I want more look at that guy look what he's got look what he's got going on right um, like it's like I want that but then right if you, if but you then you get to right if you get to perspective and you start meeting a lot of those guys you realize they're not happy either, they're not happy either. <laughs> and there's someone else behind you there's someone else the record yeah. I would like to accomplish more things but I'm, I'm I but you probably won't that's great. <laughs> but the thing is there's someone else behind you going looking at like a guy like me going. I fucking like, like you know he. I want what he has. I want what you know what's going right. on with him. And so it's like it's all really just perspective and just right. keeping that in mind and and just trying to be you know not that. that I guess I'm in a place right now. I would say Hell Baby is the first was the first sort of mission statement of my career. Where I mean, last year we wrote the book about the studio system, where the agenda is like do more work that you're really really proud of, as opposed to just do. All the work you can do. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a not to get too serious, but there's a stress when you do what any of us do, whether it's the comedy front, whether it's the acting front, whether it's the writing front. The window that people like you is fucking small. <laughs> like that window goes away for a lot of people. It goes away in a year or two years. You know, some people have, you know, they have uh, they're hot for a little while. So it, it's it's stressful. The strange thing is when you like. Like, we're older than you guys, but, like, when you stick around for a long time, it's weird because most people don't. So, like, you, sure. you, you, you then have these feelings, like, like, I feel like in my early career, there was this manic, Ben and I wrote every movie that was ever, we could write, you know, which led to people hating us on IMDb a lot because <laughs> some of them are bad. In fact, there was apparently the, the trailer for Scary Movie 5, originally Lindsay Lohan was screaming watching something on TV and it's because she's watching Herbie Fully Loaded. I guess they changed it for the movie because they couldn't yeah. get the rights, but I happened to write that movie. Um, I, I happened to write yeah. Oh, yeah, she's My mad. dad gave me a book today. She's mad now because they recut the... I saw Apparently, the, yes. I just saw yeah. on the Google News entertainment page. Or my bank, dad or gave me... Two Christmases ago, my dad gave me a book by Roger Ebert called you, Your Movie Sucks. Which I have in my house. Did I give that you that copy? Yeah. yeah. It's a collection of like his reviews of the worst <laughs> movies ever made. Now, it would have been funny that my dad gave me that book, except I actually had written a film that was in it. Uh, <laughs> I had actually written a film one? that was in it. It was a Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Totally wrong. It was Taxi with Jimmy Fallon. And okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, but the question is, when do you feel like, oh, great, I'm, I've, I've made it. I'm going to relax and yep. be cool. I don't know that that exists. Ever. <laughs> Does it? It does. I hear that speech that Jason Robards gives in Parenthood sure. near the end where he's like, you don't cross the finish line. There's no touchdown. You yeah. never spike the ball or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why? And when I saw that movie, I was like a teenager. I'm like, why am I crying? <laughs> right. The one thing I'll say, Chris Rock said something to me interesting last year when I was making yet another crappy movie. Um, and he said when he was at Bernie Mac's funeral, not one person talked about his career or what a great comedian he was. Everyone talked about what an amazing father he was. Really? And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. And he mentioned that to me and I was like, oh, that's, oh, I guess that's something to strive. Oh, like be like a person who's like good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. So you mean like a person okay. who sold the right. last scripts? No, 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 no. Because that, <laughs> that'll provide money for your kids yeah. to go to a, no, but a high I, school and I, then you won't have to deal with them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I remember thinking, I was like, oh, fuck, right, yeah. Like, what if you're just, like, an awesome person? 
Yeah. <laughs> you could. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could do all of this. I don't know. Yeah, and just be like really great. Um, no, it was uh, interesting, but yeah, I don't know when you feel like it's okay because I always feel like I always feel like, and I feel uh, for me and Ben, I always feel like fuck. This is the we're hot right now. We got to keep you know. And we're, the answer to your question before is we're working on a lot of things. The coolest thing I think we're doing, other than Hell Baby, is we are writing and directing the Baywatch movie for Paramount. Oh my God, oh, that's, that's right. awesome! Yes, which right. is very exciting. Is Hasselhoff going to be? Hasselhoff has a. Uh, oh, do you see the stack of? Uh, by the way, if you didn't know what I was writing, there's a telltale clue in my office, which is uh, amazing. About <coughs> a couple. There's 200 episodes total of Baywatch, but. There's most of them on that show. So you said Hasselhoff is? Hasselhoff uh, has a brief uh, appearance in the script right now. Yeah. And, and Pam and a couple of them. Yeah. As? But uh, we're actually calling it, it's actually called, the script is actually Baywatch Red Tide. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to give it, we wanted to say two things, which is one, we're taking this deadly, deadly seriously. Mm-hmm. And two, we're going to make eight of these. Yeah, <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah. So Baywatch Red Tide, we're doing it for Paramount. It's very exciting. But actually, there's so amped up on it we already shot a teaser for it wait so you guys uh, get to direct that we were directing it also that's great mm-hmm. and is that the uh, is that more of the like with Hell Baby and then now Baywatch is that you guys I mean, want to maybe go this is a this is a bit of a hybrid this is definitely a big studio movie but it's it's this it's a hopefully a smaller smarter version of a big studio movie than yeah. some of the big studio movies we've done so, now, so, do this, so this would be more in like the Brady Bunch vein of like I, I would argue think yeah Starsky and Hutch for sure which yeah. we actually did most of the a lot of the writing on and stuff like that. So, but is that something that you and Ben want to like, kind of a Coen Brothers, like? Oh well, yeah, uh, Hell Baby is the first movie we ever directed together, literally. Yeah. Um, and this will be the second one. Is will be Baywatch. That's great. Do you think like maybe on the scale of Hell Baby, it's like some of you guys are gonna try? Because it's like talking to like uh, Bobcat. You know, he he just. That's works. so funny. We're making all the same movies for the same guys as Bobcat. This oh, exact hence? same exact same company. Yeah. You, have you seen his tattoo? Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. But. That's the thing. When you spend a lot of people's money, you don't get freedom. Yeah. So, I mean, our next movie, Hell Baby, was a very inexpensive movie. We already have a follow-up to it uh, called Backwater, uh, which is a like movie we're going to go down and make in the swamps next year. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Shreveport. Usually that's where people go. Mm, nothing better than Shreveport. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the kind of stuff we're working on. But, but... No, Bobcat's doing cool stuff too, which is yeah, like, like he's just yeah. you know he works on stuff so he can just make a he wants to make a movie every year, right? And, and what if you made movies where there's no committee? Yeah, I mean this the thing about when you make movies for the big studios is the, the committees are massive. I mean, there's just producers after producers after producers, and even who can be on the call to give you notes is complicated. Arranging the notes phone call is a couple of days. Yes, so that they can figure out who's going to be on the call to yell at you. Yeah. Just that takes a little and bit. And I imagine that uh, yeah. there's always one voice from the side that comes up with a, a note that it's seemingly, it almost probably sounds like they're talking about another film. Oh, it's they're crazy. Like, How? It's cra- absolutely crazy. You... There's a, there is a weird Everyone thing. Everyone got to have feet in this movie? You yes. Got, yes. You got to watch out. You got to watch out for at the studios, especially like, it's a weird thing of like people that want to like make their bones and like show how smart they are is like. There's this weird sort of competition to see sometimes, like, who can give the most notes? Yeah. Which is like, if I give any advice to young studio executives, it's like, it's not a contest. Yeah. And not every script is a game of guess what I'm thinking. That's the problem with writing for the studios. It's very hard, is ultimately you're playing a game of guess what they were thinking. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, when does Hell Baby come out? Uh, well, we haven't sold it yet. That's why it's going to Sundance. Okay. There have been some offers because it's a it's a very I mean it's a commercial multiplex movie. It's a fun horror movie. So what happens if yeah. it? Let's just say. Uh, Let's just say Hell Baby comes out and it's one of these like sort of sleeper hits like, mm-hmm. oh, it made like $200 million, right. which is not impossible. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a crazy thing that could happen. Those happen with some of those kinds of movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean for you guys? I mean, ultimately... Well, that would be really nice. This is the first time I've ever owned any piece of anything we ever did, ever, okay. too. Well, that's the other upside of doing very small things like this is you can so actually So you probably own... move out of this shithole. Yeah, probably get out of this place. <laughs> probably get out of this dump. I love your house so much and that's I love the place, fact huh? that... One major thing that's happened since we came here is that um, your backyard looks like uh, Pee Wee's house. Yes. It looks it like used the kid to from be... check moved in. <laughs> <laughs> it's either uh, the toy, no, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Or the Brady Bunch episode where they saved the kid's life, so they just keep sending all the thank yes. you gifts. Yeah. Or if Josh Baskin bought a craftsman. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it turned into. At some point, I used to have a cool backyard. So now many, I have but it, I think it's cool now. There's so many sure. toys. There's clubhouses. You got it's a very, pool. It's Knott's Berry Farm. You got yeah. old timey fire trucks. One of those old timey airplanes with the wheels on yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That was a gift from Fox. There's yeah. a little bouncy, a mini bouncy, oh, a mini bouncy house there. There was a period in my life where I was and some weights just having sex with great looking girls all the time. What? That part of my life is so over. Now I have a bouncy house in my backyard. <laughs> but literally, I used to have With like a oh, when I was single. Oh god, it was good, good times. Oh, and being married is a wonderful thing. Having kids, great, the best. Yep. But I'm just talking about but the, the other 90s. Part, yeah. The 90s were also pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the 90s were pretty neat, also. Having in sex with girls wearing yeah. Doc Martin boots. <laughs> <laughs> the real, that was real specific. Yeah, pulling yeah. a condom out of a lunchbox purse. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, who's, who's who's time. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, Man, I don't know. That was getting so specific. <laughs> I'm sorry, is my chain wallet hitting you in the thigh? Yeah. Let me, uh, let Blood me... sugar sex magic playing in the background. <laughs> I got uh, I, I, I got the six disc chains are mixed up. Uh, Portishead's dummy is on there too, and uh, oh, some, some glorious on there. Oh, oh. God, that's great. Be at the horde tour. Yeah. Oh. oh, you guys, we we did it. We did it. Now this this three yeah. hundredth episode was was more spiritually a three hundredth episode because we didn't really talk about it. It is uh, it, it it's. We got to 300 pretty fast because I started. I decided to put up three episodes a week this year. Yeah, um, which was the result of. Doesn't mean it's not hard to get to 300. No, it's still yeah. hard to get to 300 episodes. But uh, but it, but I, I honestly, you know, of all the things in the world, I think the one thing that was the most interesting to me about about doing this podcast is how many times you get jobs. Especially when you first start in the business and you keep going, well, this is going to be the thing, or this yep. is going to be the thing, or this, and it's never the thing. It's never the thing. And yeah. the lesson of, oh, you know, maybe instead of trying to fit into what other people want, if you sort of just follow your own idea and something that you really are having fun with and care about, and it's not for any, re- it's not for any grand reason other than like, well, this is just a fun thing that I care about, and then weirdly that that kind of becomes the thing. I don't know. I think there's an interesting. I think there's an interesting lesson in that. Of rather than trying to chase stuff, just figure out what you I would want argue. To that's, figure out what you like. That's everything. Yeah. That's not something. That's everything. Yeah. That's the only. That's actually the only thing that there is. Yeah. 
Well, and the fact that I mean, it's helped that people have listened to the show. I mean, I still would, I still would want to do it, you know. I mean, because it's I, it's fun. I like doing what it. Number is like... too low for you to be like. <laughs> and when do you, when do you bail on the show? We're down to five hundred downloads a month. You know, honestly, can I tell you that as long as I still got to meet talk all the cool to, people, talk to people. I mean, yeah. you know, it's funny. One of the biggest, like, well, I know there are many criticisms of the show, but one of the biggest criticisms of the show is that not enough Matt. <laughs> no, that's not it. Is that a big one? <laughs> is it? Is that um, you know that I, I get too excited or I'm too like I, I think I think everything's amazing and I think I think the suggestion is that. That's dishonest in some way, or that it's not. I don't know. I don't know what the suggestion is. You've been is, condemned but... for your joie de vivre. I guess so. Yeah, I guess yeah. so because you know. I, I'm fair enough. A lot of that's coming from me. Oh, because <laughs> I think I think culturally people feel like negativity is more real but, than but positivity. The record, listeners, uh, the reason Chris gets excited about everything is because if he doesn't want to have someone on the podcast, you don't hear it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was thinking about it the other day, and I'm like, well, I guess the yeah. reason that I think that everyone that comes on is amazing is because we, we have a lot of fucking amazing people come on the podcast. Yeah. So You're also that kind of person. So the yeah. and and I and I also like I think there's a lot of negativity in the world, and I feel like it's good to be supportive and positive, and 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 I I why I'm, on earth would you have a podcast that bitches about things? Why? <laughs> there's I'm a sure couple. There's, there's, there's many of them. Walk in the room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you just you just love to take shots at David. Thank you. I love those guys, but but I think that. Um, I think just the idea that, uh, the, the thing for me, the reason why I'm so excited is because the first two-thirds of my career were spent making decisions out of fear, working on stuff I didn't really care about, yep. just trying to survive, yep. having years where nothing was going on, Yes. and after having an MTV show, and maybe, I don't know, maybe, you probably didn't feel like this because you worked pretty straight away after the state, but um, it's sort of feeling like, I probably shouldn't have had a career after single out, so the fact that I was able to take things that I care about and make that my work life, I am constantly like, this is amazing. Like, I think what I'm saying is, I am amazed that I was allowed to have the second chance to do all these things that I care about and have that be a thing that actually, that I, that I, I could not agree more. I mean, I, I, when the state got started, when people ask what, how did the state, a lot of people ask me like, how do you get into the things that I do, which are acting and writing and things like that. And the answer I give is always the same, which is we never, ever, ever waited for approval from anyone. Yeah. We're just doing things. We were always doing things. And we would have been doing things whether we had a TV show or not. I mean, yeah. we would have been doing web videos if we had, if Funny or Die existed. But, and at a certain point, I have to agree, which is like, I do a lot of commercial type work. But I also have probably the most fun when I'm doing like, Videos for Funny or Die with me and Ben and Carrie. Yeah. Or when, you know, we're doing uh, live stuff. But but always if you're always doing it, the likelihood that some of it will catch fire and, and turn into something is also... Because you care about it more. You're willing to put in extra work. You don't think about it as like... You don't think about, oh, I just have to fucking finish this. And the I, thing, when you're done with it, that's the reward. That you made a thing, and right. hopefully with friends, and you all really like it. I never in my life thought, how am I going to get rich? Right. <laughs> that's not like... I, I worry, I wonder... I'm sure people do think that. Oh, of course they do. I'm sure they do, but... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and if, you, if you chase that... I mean, I guess it's possible, but I, I think if that's what you're chasing, you're not going to be happy. This feels pretty icky to me. But I yeah. think that, um, you know, I think that... You know that, that that negativity isn't more real than being positive about stuff. They're both neutral. You know, it's just sort of like which path do you want to choose? And 
I don't know. I feel like it would be dishonest of me to be super like, you know, I gotta tear well, shit down. That's not how I. Well, think, here's what so I'll, here's what I'll also dishonest. say, which is which which I'll also say about the podcast and being positive and into things that you're into, which is about ninety five percent of the inter- internet is the opposite of that. <laughs> Uh, and when I say low. 95, I might be a little bit low. <laughs> because the joy, I'll be honest, I, I have stopped reading through the comments section in of everything. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. Uh, because of everything. I, it was funny. I was, we were looking up for some sketch we were doing. We were looking up. I looked up uh, the Bible quote of judge not lest ye shall be judged. Sure. I was looking it up. And it was on a Bible quotes page where people could vote on the popularity of Bible quotes. Sure. And that one had like three out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so it's not the best. Yeah. But it was, and I was like, literally, the section from the Bible, judge not lest you, te- you too shall be judged, three out of five stars. From, from so many users. But it's like, like, if you want to lose faith in people... Start reading our comments. Oh, yeah. Like, what... I actually... I, I really would love to get into the psychology of, like, what's the thrill of when, like, a tr- somebody's movie trailer goes up? What's the thrill of being the first one to post, like, sucks a bag of dicks? Like, when... When did we... Well, because, number what? one, it makes you feel superior. So, like, it makes you How? Feel, because you're, you're posting in a comment section. You're shitting on something. Okay. And you're getting emotional. But I realize, you know, I, I, I liken it to... Um, I liken it to sitting in traffic. The internet is basically you in traffic. Yeah. And when you're sitting in traffic, a lot of times you're looking around going, oh, look at that fucking asshole. Look at that right. piece of car. This piece of shit cut yeah. me off. Why won't you drive your fucking car? Right. That's a comment section. People are exactly. interfacing with their machines alone, and so they feel like they're in their cars. It's just the difference is I don't have a megaphone on the top of my car right. going, get the fuck out of the road. What yeah. is this piece of shit doing? <laughs> right. Nice fucking rims, you know? Well, that, that, is, that is a problem. I, I actually, and I do believe in a lot of places, uh, you'll see if I post things online, I almost always post them with my name. Yep. Which is why I almost never post anything. But but also... I really wish people would... Post... It's like we should pass a law. Well, you know what? Post it with your fucking you know name. What? You know what? Of course you deserve If you believe of, it. You deserve freedom of speech. Sure. But don't do it anonymously. Like, free, yeah. like speak freely no, and stand absolutely. behind... Like, the people who the people who any throw comment rocks. that's by anonymous or a nickname or any or like you know anything, I I well not the hacker group anonymous we love them no I actually I, 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 <laughs> we love them Tom I actually do like them. I actually I'm do not too. To, I, I just started following them and I fucking love it <laughs> yeah, right. oh my god it feels awesome to they follow actually them. take down the things that no I don't fuck like. it I know yeah, we agree no, like the Westboro Baptist oh that's fucking so genius fuck those that guys so happy. Yeah. anyway yeah. Um, anyway yeah but 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 posting but not posting as yourself it's like. Hey, fucking have the conviction yeah. to stand if you, behind if you your believe words. It, yeah. Stand behind your opinion. And, and it bothers me on on like deadline in a lot of places where it's like where it's like actually people in like professionals in the movie business, it's like then say your name. Just yeah. say it. Just say like If you believe that well, that's then, gonna fucking fail or yeah. whatever, just yeah. you should just be say a, it. you you should you should be accountable to other people when you speak. This I is love, why I, I love, love Jonah's like mm-hmm. there, there's so many because I was reading um uh uh because uh, Glenn Mazar is leaving The Walking Dead. Sure. And I don't know what the details are. I haven't right. heard anything about it. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll never know exactly what happens. But I went to the Reddit page. Uh, I went to the Walking Dead subreddit. And I'm just watching it. And it totally reminded me of Jonah's joke about historians going, the thing you got to understand about Caesar is... When it's like, <laughs> like, like, like people talking from a place of authority. And it's just like, oh, these people are writing these really like... 
well, the real reason behind, you know, yeah. the, the thing with Dish Network and the real thing you got to understand about the producers, I'm like, I just want to write, like, you don't know yeah. what you're because talking you about. You but there, you're, dude. you know, it's uh, like, you can't just kind of hear something in passing and then go, right. I got this, guys. <laughs> this is, uh, if you're not there, if you don't have the actual information, don't say anything. Yeah. This yeah. is, uh, I feel like, we all we lived in New York for a long time. And it's interesting because when you come to Hollywood, you have to go to like the Arclight to get a movie theater where it's guaranteed no one's going to talk and be on their cell phone and stuff like that. <laughs> but when I lived in New York, other than like midnight movies in Times Square, you will not find more polite movie theater audiences anywhere in the world. And there's a reason why people tend to be, I think, better behaved in New York City, which is in New York City, if you're a dick, you will get your teeth knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> there will be someone right there literally in New York City if you're like texting and being a dick in the movie theater someone will, will you, hand you your teeth yeah. someone will hit your face <laughs> and you know what the world needs some of that it's just checks yeah, and balances even, yeah you're right Los Angeles has this thing everybody's got a force field where they're like Doesn't no matter. one wants to like people no. just get away with the worst behavior. the worst shit in the world because they're in their car they're far away and they have no or it's just no one wants to you know what it is in Los Angeles I think I honestly think it's Maybe there's a sense of people going, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know who that person is and I don't want to hurt my image. I, I don't know. I feel like there's some sort of a weird, but we reward no, such in, shitty in, behavior. In New in York City, if you're a dick in line, if you cut in a line, a guy from Yonkers teeth in a hand. hands you your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm Mike from Yonkers. Boom. I guess you don't know how to stand in a line works. And they say, I'm lying, I guess. <laughs> Crack. But here, you know, I you, should be more respectful. Yes, once in a while, and yeah. I know because I've been on both ends of that in New York. I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's good. It's it's just helpful. Just for, just just when when you're just to keep the the dick meter in check. Humility. People being kept in check. Yeah, a little bit. We used we used to do that with yeah. fists. <laughs> with fucking knuckle sandwiches. I worked when I worked. No at, one gives knuckle sandwiches in Los Angeles. When, no. When I was working in Venice, they give knuckle like, lattes. There, there was so <laughs> I was working in there were so many like rich people that lived there, and they would come in and just be a complete dick in the store. Like they're used to being a boss, so they're just going to boss everybody. Yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. And, like, and I, you know, I was I was polite, but like my bo- my my boss would never allow people to treat anybody like yeah. that in store. It's like it's like, hey, can you grab me this? No, you have legs and hands. You go grab it. You bring it to us. We'll we'll check you out. It's yeah. like you know, like they like my boss would always keep these assholes in check. Good. It's good to do that because and then they would get flustered. They go, okay, you're right. Yeah, it's just people forget because they're just used to sitting in comment sections. Where, 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 yeah. podcast was episode three hundred was great until they started bitching about the internet. <laughs> All caps rage. <laughs> All caps. What do you expect? <laughs> but uh, but honestly, you know, uh, fake complaining aside, it's been a really fun three hundred episodes, and 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 I, and I really it just it. I feel like you've never really lived up to the first episode. <laughs> well, that's true. I feel like you started so high. We changed the theme song. Mm-hmm. We started at the top of an Egyptian pyramid. Egyptian pyramid. And just rolled, and rolled on rolled down, rolled down, rolled down, down like an Egyptian slave. We, we got lower Egyptian. as our fan base grew wider. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey! Well, well played, Joan Ray. Well played. I want to get, get a plaque for the garage, though, don't you think? No, episodes one and three hundred, or just one. We'll put up our yeah. uh, our platinum podcast album. <laughs> Do you have a platinum? Thanks. I don't know. We should yeah, make one of those. We should make yeah. a platinum record at the Nurse mm-hmm. Podcast and then give it out to like you and like people who did yeah. the first couple episodes. And well, why not just the first episode? Yeah. Okay. Then we only have to make one for me. 
That's true. And then I could do cocaine off of that back here. Oh, I could sit back here and say, I used to be somebody. See this guy here? This is Jonah. That's Matt. I know all these dudes, man. Well, this Chris, look at that. I know. Hang on a second. Sweetheart, sweetheart, don't go anywhere. Hang on. I'm, okay. I'm not too messed up. I'm okay. It's fine. Time you haven't slept in four days. I'm fine. I feel fine. I, I, what I realize is the human body doesn't need sleep. I can jump sleep. in. I sleep. You mean I haven't wasted time in four days? I'm, I'm jumping. I'm jumping computer simulations and I'm sleeping in other simulated universes. See? So I'm fine. Dolphins, dolphins are always half awake. Guys, I guess dolphins, right uh, every dolphin in the world is half awake right now. I'm gonna write this, always. I'm gonna do this Baywatch movie. I'm gonna make a movie out of Baywatch. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you were supposed to do that three years ago. <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. It's never too late. What are you doing, man? It's never too late. Writing oh. this this out from a family that owns that. Open the door. He'll come out of that little cubby. <laughs> Senor Abuelito, open the little cubby. See if you can get him out. When he enters, it's a very magical thing. Oh, there he is. There he is. When he enters, it's a very magical thing. Should we just take our shirts off and bro out for a little while? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. You want to smear some Purell in each other's chest? <laughs> you joke, but yeah. Another one more symbols. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I really bone. Never bone your bro by not telling him you're on a goofy set. Let's try again.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This episode is brought to you by the effortlessly scrumptious bite of Skinny Pop Popcorn. Imagine this. Perfectly popped, endlessly delicious kernels, a symphony of just three simple ingredients. Popcorn, sunflower oil, and a sprinkle of salt. No compromise, just pure snacking freedom. And hey, if you're up for a twist, dive into flavors like zesty white cheddar to sweet and salty kettle. Every bite's a delight, light and oh so tasty. Shop Skinny Pop now.